Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily for May 17th. Joe Giglio, of course, with you uh, with my big take of the day on, on the biggest stories in Philadelphia sports. And, and we know right now it's the Sixers. It's Doc Rivers getting fired on Tuesday. We broke the news and reacted on the WIP Midday Show. Um, look, I, I want to talk about the candidates to replace Doc. I don't want to spend too much time on Doc right now. I don't think Doc deserved to get fired. If you wanted to move on a year or two ago, that's fine. But I don't think the job Doc did this year was worthy of a firing. I think the Sixers scapegoated this guy because their two stars couldn't cut it. But now, as we look forward, and you know, there's six candidate names out there. I've got a couple extra I want to throw in. One that I would just be so, so upset if they actually entertain the idea. And the other one I think actually would be a good idea. So I've got eight total names I want to go through and kind of give you my order of how I would rank them, my, my priority. Um, but Doc Rivers is gone. The Sixers are obviously the Philadelphia Rockets now, and this is a Daryl Morey, James Harden show, so we'll see what happens next. But um, right now, I, I think it's a very tenuous spot in, in, in this trajectory of the Sixers. I mean, this thing could go bad fast. I really believe that. If they don't make the right decisions, right coach, right direction. Yesterday, I, I told you on this show that I wanted to blow this whole thing up. So well, let's get to this list here. And, and by the way, subscribe on every platform you can. Um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, follow this one. The Odyssey app is a great way as well to follow the show. If you follow the Midday Show, you can follow uh, WIP Daily as well on the Odyssey app. And we do uh, a couple video podcasts per week over at the YouTube page, 94WIP. So hop on there, and I appreciate every single one of you. That gives us a few minutes each day with WIP Daily. All right, let me let me roll through these, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of break it into guys that I am mostly interested in, and then you know the guys at the bottom that I really have have no interest in. Okay, so the way I look at it is, I think there are four top candidates for this job um, that I think make a lot of sense when you kind of look at all the boxes that you could check. My number one guy, if I had to pick one guy to come in here and coach this team would be Nick Nurse. I, I like Nick Nurse uh, from the Toronto Raptors, just fired up there. We're talking about a schemer, a game planner. If you want the opposite of Doc, I think that's Nick Nurse. Now, I don't know if it's a long-term thing. He clashes with players. He clashes with some guys up in Toronto. You know, Nick Nurse is a guy that is feisty and fiery. I think he'd be a popular coach here in Philadelphia. I think he would be something different 
My guess is he's not going to get the job because once Harden and Embiid realize how much he'll push them, I don't think they're going to want him here. I, I really believe that. But I, I, when I watch him coach, I, I think of Spolstra. Now, he's not as good as Spolstra. Spolstra's the best coach in the NBA. But, but I think of Spolstra in terms of he's not going to stand down to his players. He's going to yell back. He is going to force them to do things that are uncomfortable for them. And if they buy in, they're going to win. And I think the job Nick Nurse did to win a championship with Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors back in 2019 was remarkable. I like Nick Nurse as a coach. He's a former coach of the year, which, which you know, a lot of these guys are. Um, they all have good runs at some point. Nick Nurse would be my, num- my number one. If you're looking for the opposite of Doc, a schemer, someone that can make adjustments in series, you know, kind of an X's and O's coach who won't take crap from the players, that that feels to me like Nick Nurse. He's number one on my list. Number one, I like Nick Nurse, the former Toronto Raptors coach. Number two on my list, I like Monty Williams. You know, Monty, I, I thought got a raw deal in Phoenix. A guy that took him to the finals a couple years ago. They lost to Game Seven at home to the uh, Dallas Mavericks in second round last year. And then this year, I mean, how many weeks did he have to try to put this thing together on the fly after the Durant trade? I mean, not really many. And I didn't think his team matched up well with Jokic and the Nuggets. I thought that was a Nuggets series to begin with. And he gets the boot because they don't get out of the second round. I mean, Monty Williams could coach. And we know he was here. Strong ties to Joel Embiid. If the Sixers are trying to make sure um, the Embiid part of this thing is is kind of, you know, there's harmony there. Uh, I liked Monty when he was here. I thought he, he would get an opportunity somewhere else. He did. He's run with it. He thrived in Phoenix. I think Monty Williams is a good coach. And, and obviously... Uh, he's the kind of guy that we know his story, the background, unfortunately, what happened with, with, in, within his family. I mean, he's been through a lot. I, it's, to me, he's someone that is grounded. He's someone that the players have respect for. I, I think Monty Williams would be a good choice for the Sixers. I like that he understands the market. I like that he understands Philadelphia. He's coached here. He was under Brett Brown. Like, I, I, There's a lot about Monty Williams that I think would be a good choice here. Now, is he necessarily a coaching upgrade from Doc? I don't know. I mean, a lot of these guys we're going to go through, you may like them better. Are they necessarily better coaches than Doc Rivers? Probably not. You know, I think my, I, you know, the only guy I would say, I would say as a tactician, as a, there's a couple of guys on my list that as tactitians are better than Doc. I think Nick Nurse is a better tactician than Doc. Uh, the next guy I'll get to probably is a better tactician than Doc. I don't know if Monty is, but I do like Monty Williams as a coach, as a leader. Number three on my list is Mike Budenholzer. Now, he's a better tactician than Doc. There's no question about that. Um, but he's someone that could be a little floaty uh, mentally. I don't know if, if he's all in all the time. Uh, he does have a ring. Greg Popovich guy, so you, you have that kind of tie to the the Brett Brown aspect of all this and, and the way the motion offense ran with Brett. The best offense Sixers have had. Uh, team basketball was when Brett was here versus with Doc. Was here different players. I mean, obviously, you know, when you have Harden, you're going to run a pick and roll with him and Embiid and be a two-man game. But I've always liked the way Coach Buttonholzer runs his offense. He, and he won two different ways. One with a team without a superstar down in Atlanta. Good player, has been a superstar, and then obviously has won and won a championship with a superstar with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I like Mike Budenholzer. Um, it's not a good look. They got knocked out in the first round this year. Giannis was banged up, but you know I, I think Budenholzer would be a good fit. Now, the only thing I wonder with him, and you know, Doc, at least he knew what he was getting into. Doc played in New York. Doc coached in Boston. Like Doc, but you know, Doc had that back and forth with the Philadelphia fans and media where he was just tired of it. Like, you know, by the end, and he even put a statement out yesterday about how, whew, fans here in Philadelphia are tough. Um, 
but Doc at least understood it. You know, Budenholz was coached in Atlanta, coached in Milwaukee. His personality, and, and obviously, you know, Pop's, you know, all the time with Pop at San Antonio. He doesn't strike me as someone who would really love getting roasted here if he's getting roasted. I do wonder about can he handle a city like this? So that would be my my hang up on Buttonholzer. So one is Nurse, two's Bonnie, three's Bud. Th- those are my top three. Uh, if we're going with you know the names that were kind of reported yesterday uh, out there, Adrian Wojnarowski put out the original list of six. So so let's those are my top three. And I, I think there's a one, two, three. Then there's a drop off. Okay, number four on my list is Frank Vogel. You know Howard Eskin mentioned him yesterday on the midday show when he came on with us. I think Frank Vogel's an underrated coach. Um, you know, 2020 he won the bubble championship with the Lakers. I thought he did a nice job with Indiana. He, you know, his he was can his hands were kind of tied behind his back, all this considered, because he was he was in the conference and kind of that number two in the conference at the same time as the the best of the Heat. So you know, that's an unfortunate timing thing. You know, you go back to the 90s, right? Whoever you want to put up as the second best team in the East during those times, the Knicks, you know, probably had that claim to fame for the beginning of the 90s. Maybe the Pacers at the end of the 90s. You know, whatever you want to say. The Heat had a you know a little bit of a, a run there. But those three teams, it's a tough it's tough sledding when you're in in the conference with a with a dynasty, and that was Indiana. They 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 built up nicely. You know, they built around Paul George. And they'd Lance Stevenson and Roy Hibbert before that. That kind of center was just, you know, recycled out of the league. You know that that really kind of plotting old school center. But he won a lot. I mean, they, they were a number one, number two type of seed, and he had he had cracks at it against those Miami Heat team. But you know, he just didn't get over the hump. Uh, but then he did with the Lakers with LeBron James. Vogel could coach. I like that he stands up to players. He's a he's a tough guy, um, and he's got the Philly ties. I mean, he coached here under Jim O'Brien as an assistant, obviously South Jersey uh, for all those years where he grew up. So I, I like Frank Vogel, and I don't think it would like Frank Vogel wouldn't get anyone to, to like be excited, but Frank Vogel could be a good Sixers coach, um, and I don't think there'd be a drop off. I don't think it'd be like, oh my god, they hired a they hired a lemon. Like no, Frank Vogel could coach. Now would it be a long term thing? No, I mean Frank Vogel strikes me as the kind of guy they hire. They try to run this back. It blows up, and everyone's fired in three years. So that—that's two or three years. Like that could happen. But I, I like Frank Vogel, and if they strike out on the other three, which is certainly possible, Nurse, Monty, and Bud might just not come here. They might go to the other openings or, or wherever they want to do, or maybe one of those guys takes a year off. Um, Frank Vogel will be a good choice. He's my number four. All right, number five for me, and this is not a knock on him. I just don't think it's the right situation. I mean, I just think it's the right time, right situation for Sam Cassell. You know, this is a if I'm Sam if I'm Sam Cassell's agent, I'm telling him don't take this job. I, I really am. I'm telling him, you know, wait this out. Go be, you know, go look for another job or be an assistant somewhere else again. Because I, I just think this is unless something significant changes with the Sixers, a first-time head coach. It, it feels like a lot to ask to elevate where they were. You know, Brett Brown couldn't do it, and. Doc Rivers couldn't do it. And now Doc's assistant is going to do it. I, I, I find that hard to imagine in his first time coaching. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, I also think that Sam Cassell probably needs some on-the-job training. And, and is this the kind of team where on, you, you do on-the-job training? I, I don't think it is. Uh, so I, I think it's like it's almost like wrong place, right place, wrong time type of thing with Sam Cassell. I think he might end up being a good coach. He gets a lot of credit um, for people around there for helping Maxi develop. And I, and I did say yesterday, if they did blow it up, I would love to see Maxi get the ball more and just have more of a chance at usage and, and an opportunity to grow as a scorer and a playmaker. So I, I do think there's something to that connection. 
you know, I'd almost like the idea of Cassell Moore if they blew it up. Like, they blow the whole thing up, they, you know, ignore the the retread coaches, and they just give the job to Sam Cassell. But if the trajectory is, say, we're running it back, we're trying to win, uh, I think Sam Cassell is, is a good prospect, but not right now. He's number five on my list. Um, and number six, and it's not even close. I mean, of the six names mentioned yesterday, it is not even close, is Mike D'Antoni. If the Sixers hire Mike D'Antoni... Guys, it would be a disaster. It would be a disastrous hiring, and there's no justification, and I mean no justification, for firing Doc Rivers to hire Mike D'Antoni other than, oh, he's just friends with Maury and Harden from Houston. I mean, that's all this is. If you want a coach that has a worse playoff track record than Doc Rivers, hire Mike D'Antoni. Like, as much as Doc gets roasted for the postseason and for the Game 7s and for his record and all that, and the 3-1, 3-2 three, leads. D'Antoni's worse. Worst winning percentage, no title. He had the seven seconds or less Suns. They couldn't get to the finals. He had the you know the Harden Rockets, couldn't get to the finals. I mean, Mike D'Antoni is not a very good coach, and he was a, a disaster with the New York Knicks. I am not a D'Antoni fan. I don't think it would be a good move. I think he he's I know he was here. I know he has a relationship with Joel. I know there was some thought that he was maybe the runner-up to Doc last time. Mike D'Antoni, at 72 years old, in Philadelphia with a win-now team, with a no-defense approach, with an up-and-down-the-floor approach, with a team that has a plotting center, would be a disaster. There's one reason this keeps coming up, and that's because the Sixers, specifically Daryl Morey, has not had an original idea since the moment he got here. I hate, I hate the idea of Mike D'Antoni. I I can't believe it's even out there. All right, I got two names for you that I just want to throw in at the end. Uh, One I like, and one, I'm serious, would be the worst coaching hire in the history of the NBA. The one I like, have not heard it brought up with the Sixers, but it's Kenny Atkinson. You know, and I I, I don't know if it would happen because, you know, the way things happen in Brooklyn and all that, and and his tenure kind of overlapping with those, those big three and, all that kind of crazy stuff that happened in Brooklyn. I think Kenny Atkinson could really coach. He turned down the Hornets last year to stay, I believe, with the the Warriors under uh, Steve Kerr. I think he's waiting for that right opportunity. Kenny Atkinson is a good coach. I thought what he did a few years ago with the Nets before they got all the stars was admirable. I think he would be well-respected here um, by the fans and by the fan base. I, I don't know if these players want to play for a coach that will get in their grill like Kenny Atkinson. But yeah, you know, Nurse will, but at least Nurse has a resume. So I, I like Atkinson. If I was running a team, I'd be very interested in Kenny Atkinson. I don't know if he fits here right now. We haven't heard his name brought up, but it, that's an outside-the-box idea, under-the-radar idea that I really like. Now, I want to end with this. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if there's any anything to this besides an online sports book just putting up odds. But yesterday during the midday show, we saw that uh, one of the online sports books, and not you know not one of the, the premier fan duels of the world, uh, offshore type of thing, put up, Odds to be the next Sixers coach, and J.J. Redick was was number one. It would be, if the Sixers did this, the worst, and I mean this, coaching hire in the history of the sport. The sport. J.J. Redick has no business, no business, being interviewed, considered at this point of his trajectory post-career for an NBA head coaching job. No business. I think the guy is a clown. I'm not a fan of his. I don't think he's entertaining on TV. That, and that's besides the point. I'm just I'm not a big fan of J.J. Redick. But I also don't re- respect among the basketball community, you know, compared to other ex-players. I don't respect his acumen. I, I mean, I, I think he's very narrow-minded. I do not think he'd be a good NBA coach. And I think it would be 
just a joke if the Sixers passed up among all these names that we went through for J.J. Redick. A total joke. Let's hope that one is not real. Nick Nurse is my number one. Monty Williams is my number two. Mike Buttonholes is number three. I think there's a clear line of demarcation after that. Frank Vogel, four. Sam Cassell, five. Mike D'Antoni, I mean, the bottom of the barrel last. And don't, e- don't even let me hear any more about this Reddick stuff. Everyone, appreciate you listening to WIP Daily. Back tomorrow with another episode as we look forward to a crazy offseason of Philadelphia. Of course, the Eagles schedule and the Phillies better pick it up. You guys have a great day. Appreciate listening. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts.